Alan? Oh, no. What? Russ, there's not much time left. What's going on? Um, you know the big interview we had today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big Dog. Uh, yeah, we're having the Big Dog of the Big Dog t-shirts. He, he designs them and models for them and is, like, the big star of this major brand. He flew in from Milan. <laughs> from from a big, from one of their latest pop-ups, one of their big fashion shows. You know mm-hmm. the Big Dog hype beasts out there? Yeah, you know that. These 12 year olds, the 12 year olds selling all the big dog shirts on StockX. Yeah. Yeah. I'm currently on grail trying to get a freaking uh, like Star Trek reboot, big dog shirt, but it said it's a uh, big Trek. What is it? Dog Trek. I think it's big Trek. <laughs> and uh, instead of Captain Kirk, it's Captain Girth. Captain Girth. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, yeah. and instead, and he says, engage, and he opens up his can of beer. <laughs> yeah. And also the, uh, the USS Enterprise, instead of having the two little engines on the, on the back, it has a, uh, they have big open beer bottles, open beer cans, and he shook them up and it's like shooting out the back. <laughs> yeah. It looks like <laughs> a then, uh, beer foam. Yeah. And it's and also called the SS. I hate my wife. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, uh, what, what was the name of the dog? What was the dog? Dr. Spot. It's Dr. Spot. Yeah, Dr. Spot. Dr. Spot went quite illogical. And then uh, Captain Girth goes like, "Uh, you sound like my ex-wife. Now, this was this is interesting because the way this was presented to us, by the way, was a series of of models walking down a runway, each wearing a different shirt. It was like a storyboard that was being shown to us. Because the, the big dog is the international uh, is the international superstar of the fashion world. What can we say? Yeah, I mean he's 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 torn down the walls that separate all of the different uh, artistic mediums, <laughs> and he's incorporated it all into his beautiful work. Remember when he told Gucci to get off the porch? Yeah, he told Gucci to get off the porch, and then he <laughs> killed that one guy. <laughs> yeah, that's what House of Gucci was about. That was right? the House of Gucci was about. Is about how the 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 big dog <laughs> killed Jared Leto and like. Yeah, oh the, no no no! I wrong. Not the House of Gucci. The Dog House of Gucci. Yeah, the Sequel. Dog House of Gucci with <laughs> with uh, Lady Lady Bow Wow. I'd buy that T-shirt in a heartbeat. God, that's anyway, the one thing is we've got a lot of I got a lot of low key ideas to pitch to the big dog. <laughs> I, I've 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 got my like my own Katie Keene style uh, uh, fashion plot going on here. But that's uh, great. But but please don't Alan, tell me that something's going to ruin our perfect interview with the big dog. Alan, this could have been our huge big break. The podcast would finally blow up. My mom wouldn't be ashamed of me recording it anymore. I could I could finally not have a real job that makes a lot of money and make them a lot of money a different way. <laughs> <laughs> yes um do you remember an old friend of ours little scrimp little sc- the little the little tiny guy in the uh, the orange uh sweater that uh kept on getting mistaken for a shrimp and eaten yeah and i mean it, it was kind of his fault because he kept like taking naps inside of fully finished on, sandwiches on, on fin- fully finished po boys <laughs> <laughs> yeah, full, fully finished po boys. One time I he took a nap on a pizza that was about to go in the oven. Um, he's he's uh, always hanging around the Long John Silvers, which is weird because nobody <laughs> eats there. Um, yeah. And of course, hey, Ike Albert was in love with him uh, and right, also tragically true. ate him, I think. Yeah, that's so funny. Um, well, little script um, here. Uh, you see this uh, <laughs> Gundam GameCube from 2000. Five. Yeah, what's what's up with that? 
click open on the disc tray. Okay. What the fuck? Hey, hey it's me, little scrimp. <laughs> you sound a lot more mischievous and evil now. <laughs> I regenerated like Doctor Who. <laughs> Is that what happens every time you get eaten? Yeah, instead of a shrimp, I look like a, I look like a cherry tomato. What the? Wait, what? Yeah, I'm a little scrimp the cherry tomato. Yeah. Now this is getting really confusing. Well, so, I almost, I almost died inside of the gullet of our dear friend Ike Albert, my best friend. Uh huh. Uh, who thought he was in love with me, but it was just a suspended bridge effect. It was not. Actual that makes a lot of sense. Love. It's there's nothing more suspension bridge effect than uh, getting eaten. But or I knew eating that someone. he would, he would feel ashamed of what he did if he had saw me, and he would never, he would never forgive himself. So I ran away to Brazil. Oh, wow. Okay. Why why yes. Brazil? What's going on? Well, you know, I you had a lot of family who came to South America back in the 19 uh post 19 I was about to say you do love that movie The Boys from Brazil. Yeah. Oh, I love that movie too, but I had a lot of family who uh moved from Germany to Brazil. Oh, that's a no, that's what that <laughs> Ross. That movie is about Hitler's kids in, in Brazil. Oh, I thought that was the one about the little foosball guys who became soccer players. <laughs> no, are you? Hold on, I'm not aware of any movie uh, about little foosball guys who became soccer. Is that like some sort of Indian cupboard situation where they like put uh, those guys no, in the no, cupboard? What is this movie? Bra- Brazil movie <laughs> CGI. Hey, this is Russ talking. So Brazil CGI movie. Oh, that's right. It was one of the last releases from of the Weinstein Company. That's right. Yes. Uh, it's an Argent. Oh, it's Underdogs. It got released in America's Underdogs. It was about oh, that little, rings a bell. Little CGI foosball guys who teamed up with like an orphan to save the local bas- uh, soccer field. Okay, I like any movie about like saving like a park or like a you know community center or something. Okay. Right, right. Except they were little foosball CGI foosball guys. I don't like that, but. Well, it was a good movie, okay? <laughs> so well, you moved to Brazil. I went, yeah, I moved to Brazil to be with my family that escaped Germany for unknown reasons. Mm-hmm. Maybe reasons and, why, that gave you the, the ability to turn into like a shrimp or tomato when you die. Right. I I, I will say I, I did grow up a little mutant guy, so I, I don't I don't see any connection, though. You're, I don't sort really of hell, you're like a hellboy. <laughs> you're like a hellboy. You might be a bit of a hell. <laughs> that might be true. And I was hanging around with some of my family when I was hanging a little too close to the uh, uh, cocktail sauce. Oh, no. And, uh, you know, my family, they have deep roots with Brazil's kind of conservative class. Can't say why. Yeah, don't I don't know why. It seems really <laughs> weird to me. I don't know why they would. I It, it, uh, it baffles me every day. But uh, um, uh, Jair... Bolsonaro is that his name? I don't. I'm. I'm very apolitical. Well, uh, did he look this, deathly ill? Did he have a tube coming he out? Just of his survived nose? an emu attack that his, which I don't even know how emus made it there. Aren't they? Uh, so that's the. Uh, so that's the thing that's been misrepresented in the media. Hello, everybody. It's a. Uh, it's animal expert time. I'm here to tell you that that bird is not a uh, emu. It is a rhea, which is uh, somewhat related to an emu. It's another big big bird it's not as big as an emu it's only like maybe three or four feet tall i think um so it makes it even more hilarious that he got sent to the hospital by a little a shittier version like a baby emu beat him up is what essentially happened well there might have been somebody else there that day that uh sent him to the hospital there's a second emu 
No, there's a there's a, just one little scrimp. He swallowed me. Now are you? Whole. Oh no! I remember he. I remember in his most recent nose nose tube picture, he said he uh, he got sent to the hospital for e- eating for eating uh, shrimp undigested and blocking his intestines. Uh, that wasn't shrimp undigested. It was scrimp fully tested. <laughs> so so. And, and and I think before they they pumped his intestines out through his nose. So did you get like sneezed out of Bolsonaro? <laughs> it was a magical adventure that that took me all out and about his guts. It was like Mario and Luigi Bowser's inside story. Do you have to fix a bunch of stuff, like fight little bad guys inside there? Because I bet I he, did has, have... <laughs> he has a lot. Of, he has a lot of those inside of his body. I think he has lots of little bad guys. Like if you, and if lots you, of little monsters. If you zoomed in on like uh, on like a blood sample from Bolsonaro, it would have like the fuzzies from uh, or or like a Galumba walking around in there. <laughs> Galumba, a Galumba, not even a Goomba. That's what's Bolson. That's how fucked up <laughs> Bolsonaro's blood is. I guess a Galumba would be like a girl Goomba, a gal Umba. No, no, you know what a Galumba is. I d- I'm a little scrimp. I don't. I do. I'm Russ. I do know what a. Okay. Is. Okay. I just want to. Tell it's a little script because I definitely know what it is, and I'm not of course, hiding behind my character. A Galumba is like a little weirder, kind of rounder version of a Goomba, like a Zumbini. What's the best way to describe this? Wait, um, aren't the guys from Mario World? Uh, they're they're in. I think they're in uh, Super Mario, uh, uh, the space one. <laughs> Fuck, get Mario Galaxy. They're, oh, you're right. There's a lot of them in there. Okay, here it is. Yeah, they are in Super Mario 3D World. No, 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 wait. The guys from uh, Super Mario Galaxy are even are some other kind of Goomba variant. Um, <laughs> the space what? The little alien guys? The space Goombas, I think. Uh, it's a Goombo. No, wait, hold on. Micro Goomba, Goombo, Galoomba, Grand Goomba, <laughs> King Gooms. <laughs> Goomba. You sound like the grimaces at Grimace Island, Alan. <laughs> Dude, wait, okay, hold on. What is Grimace Island? You don't remember Grimace Island? That was one of the McDonald VHSs. They go to Grimace Island. Uncle McGrimacy lives there. Oh, yeah. Okay, so Scotland. And they the talk Scotch like Island. Goomba Lomumba, or they speak a language that, I don't know. That's pretty cool. Uh, I don't know. Was I swore there was like a different type of Goomba that was. Russ, do you remember which type of weird Goomba there was in the... Well, Galoombas are the guys from Super Mario World that you could pick up and kick. That is the one interesting thing, is you can pick up and kick a Galoomba, because it's even a weaker, shittier version of a Goomba. Oh my god. Oh god, Russ, has Big Dog been waiting at the door this entire time? Oh god. Is that a, a rasping at our door? Oh no, this is the, I, oh, this is just like the, the Edgar Allen uh, dog t-shirt I had. Oh my god, Alan, I need to hide little scrimp. Okay, put him back in the GameCube and... Oh no, I dropped it and it broke! Oh, that's worth so much money. Oh, fucking shit, dude. My char asnable GameCube that's worth like $750. No! We gotta hide little scrimp quick. Do you have well, any pockets? I don't. No, but I do have a uh, a, a Pokemon Channel GameCube over here. <laughs> you can put him inside okay, of Okay, let me pick that up. Oh no, I dropped it! Oh, got it. Uh, the only place we have to hide him is that big bowl of wonton soup you were eating. Oh, I, I guess I'll have to put him in there. You can hold your breath, little scrimp, right? You're a little tomato guy now. I'll try my best. Wait, what? Okay, nobody would eat a tomato from wonton soup anyway. 
Okay, uh, I'm letting the big dog in. Okay. Hello, um, hello, Mr. Big Dog. Well, woof woof, how's it going? <laughs> uh, I didn't mean to, I'm not laughing at you, sir. I'm laughing at um, your g- uh, genial and pleasant tone and uh, how, how you just bring the, brought the room I always, light with your presence. I always gotta go woof woof when I enter a room. <laughs> That's pretty sick. You seem like such a party animal, Mr. Big Dog. The original. <laughs> the original party animal? Yeah, me me and uh and uh the the beer guy, the beer the beer dog. How could we you know how people used to have a, a the beer nerd on the on, on Twitter? This was uh that's what we called Spuds. We called him the beer dog. Oh my Spuds McKenzie was the original beer dog? He would always do the beer dog hand. Wait a minute. Can like I the, ask you a question? Like uh, Alan, I'm chiming in. Uh, this the like the beer nerd hand. Remember oh. the beer nerd hand? No, I don't. It was a thing that the beer nerd didn't know how to put his hand in photos <laughs> awkwardly, and that was like a meme on Twitter in like 2014. Uh, that, that's what they this were talking. This has totally left my brain. Yeah, the the big dog knows knows some deep cuts from uh, from weird Twitter. Anyway, that's what funny. Were, what were you gonna ask the big? Well, dog? I was just gonna ask him: Is he the POV for the the famous painting of the dog? Um. Dogs playing poker. What well, I have my own version of that. What you're talking about the crappy version that? <laughs> oh, the crappy version. What's the better version? The one that you can get on a t-shirt, obviously. <laughs> oh shit! Look at this. Now, do I? Sm- oh my god! Now I I know I know y'all love to eat pizza, but I smell something soupy. Oh, uh, that's nothing, sir. That's just a bowl of un- unfinished wonton soup. Oh, the nose knows. You you can't hide this from <laughs> oh, no. me. Oh, nose the nose knows. Sometimes oh, my no. accent gets a little bit more Cajun sounding for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. Cajun or canine? <laughs> uh, same thing. Rougarou. <laughs> Sounds like a rough rough to me. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Oh, oh ooh, there's a big tomato inside this uh, wonton soup. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, sir, uh, uh, I don't know how they got in there, but I hope you're not a big fan of, uh, vegetables or fruits. Well, you know, my wife makes me eat one vegetable a day and, you know, most <laughs> of them aren't soaked in meaty broth. So <laughs> this might be my perfect opportunity if you, if y'all don't mind. Oh no, Alan, we gotta think a way to stop the big dog from eating little I mean, scrimp. I mean, is y'all, as long as y'all ain't gonna do it. So Russ, I don't want to. I don't want to well, eat the wonton soup with the big tomato, and also that's also a little scrimp. <laughs> How long can you keep something in your mouth? Not very long if I'm doing a podcast. Oh no. <clears throat> okay. Uh. Well. Uh, uh, I'll take a. Can I have that tomato, Mister Big Dog? Well, no. The whole point was me eating this vegetable, so my wife will shut up. <laughs> Well, actually, tomatoes are a fruit because they have seeds in them. Well, she just has any kind of plant, really. You don't give a, give a <laughs> crap. Alan, the big dog is like such a smooth mover. And what did you expect, Russ? <laughs> this guy's, this guy invented improv. <laughs> he invented comedy. Him and Del were on a team together. The wizard, Del. Uh... Big Dog invented comedy as we know it. Do you, can you remember yeah, any kind of joke that hasn't been told on a shirt? Yeah, I, that's true. I and mean, he was in Chicago in the 70s, and he would just be like, 
Chicago Fetch. Sorry to do an impression of him. What, wait, what's Chicago Fetch supposed to be? Because go fetch, because uh, improv started in Chicago. Oh, 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 I understand the pun now. Okay. Right. Uh, anyway, oh, oh um, well, he's a, he's a big dog. Do you think maybe we should just let him try it? <laughs> I, I don't want to sacrifice my friend, little scrimp, especially now that he's anti-fascist. I mean, was he, oh, was wait. he, what, you know, hold on. He is, he, but he did also tell us that his family is Nazis. So even if he, <laughs> if he might he have. never said Nazis. Alan, you are implying a lot. Okay. You're extracting a lot of it. Just because his family left Germany, Germany after World War II. For mysterious reasons. And he might have had some sort of weird experimentation done on him. And maybe a Hellboy. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe he's maybe he's a I good mean, German like he that one ghost. Could have been designed as the perfect assassin because if you had a little assassin that you could eat, oh, that kill is you a, from the, the perfect. Do you think maybe he like the perfectly delicious little assassin that will choke you from the inside out? It's like that guy. It's like that guy that got shot in the the road rage incident, and he baited him using that intersection. You know, a little a little homie that chokes you up. No, that's that's a, a little Nas X. <laughs> that that that's the rapper that gets me crying. Really, but uh. <laughs> No, I don't know. I couldn't think of another little Uzi Vert. He he Ooh, definitely he cries. Yeah, all my friends are dead. Yeah. Push me to the edge. Oh uh, no, big dog's just eating the tomato. Ooh, ooh I'm wolfing this down. <laughs> oh no! Uh, Goodbye, uh, my friends. Goodbye. Russ, big dog's colla- Big dog collapsed on the floor. <laughs> what are we going to do now, Alan? Uh, get the beer. Pour it down its gullet. Well, everyone, sorry to say we had to cut. Uh, the big dog is currently in a Bakta tank. God damn. I mean, we did have uh, that one from um, we put a B in there at one point. That's true. I forgot about that. Also, I think Dweganol was involved with a Bakta tank at one point. <laughs> Dr. Dweganol, the combination of a serial murderer and a Dweagan. Yeah. Nosy three horns are we- our former best friend. I guess we have a new story arc, Alan. We gotta save the big dog so that he can keep making fabulous t-shirts. Well, I and think little scrimp because he's our friend. I I'm, think maybe. I think I'm, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take that. Um, I'm gonna take the the back tank out of there. I'm gonna put it in the back of a van and drive it around in uh, in, in Europe for a while. Uh, oh, just like oh, that. Oh, just okay. like that one sequence in MGS4 with uh, uh oh, with, okay. with with Big Boss's corpse, where he's like a weird fucked up skeleton thing. Yeah, yeah. The what was the what did they call that thing again? I don't remember. It was, it was uh, kept alive with nano machines. Well, yeah, and it was actually uh, Solidus, and not actually Big Big Boss. Oh yeah, you're right. Fuck. Maybe that wasn't. Do you think maybe we got we got duped by a uh, <laughs> by a big by a Big Boss Phantom, a big dog Phantom? Oh wait, so you're thinking this is Solidus Dog? This might be Solidus Dog, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Instead of Big Boss or Big Dog. Maybe I don't know. Do you think we could? Um, do you think the Big Dog would be taken down that easily? I don't know. That's a tough question. Um, we'll have to figure it out. Uh, well, I'm I'm glad that you went with uh, Metal Gear Solid 4, because when you were talking about driving around with a van with like a pack on the back, I thought you were talking about Ghostbusters, which is for the fans again. Yeah, and I'm not a fan. I, I despise <laughs> You're it. Not... I do not well, care. The good news is, is that Hogcast Speedy Delivery, the number one independent Sonic Pizza podcast on the planet, is for the fans, and... Uh, we're your hosts, Russ Walsh and Alan Black. Welcome, Alan. Yes, welcome. I'm trying to figure out the specific word they called the corpse. 
in the van because it had like some sort of weird made up like a word that Kojima learned recently. Um, it was um, it was called like biomort or something. Like it was some weird like thing that you would use. Biom- <laughs> biomorty. Biomorty. Rick and biomort. What was that Am thing, I right, they, folks? Uh, they called it something stupid because it was like he was technically not dead. It was just like his consciousness. Wasn't it Tulpa? No, it, it was because his consciousness was locked away by nano machines, and he was just like in a body bag. I'm gonna have to look at the. We should get a Solidus <laughs> game. We should get some stuff with Solidus. What's up, with Solidus? <laughs> That's the character you really wanted to learn more about. Well, I want to know. Why did he have swords? Where did he get those octopus arms? <laughs> I want to see. True. You know, there's people are always talking about like the fucking uh, Han Solo's iconic keychain uh, key through his, his uh, dice or whatever the fuck. <laughs> yeah. uh, why don't why don't we you know see this uh, this Why don't we see what happened to this guy? Why before he became president? You know me and Alan. You've been listening long enough that our one complaint with the Metal Gear Solid franchise is it did not follow the route of the Disney Star Wars films. That's true. That's like. That was, it's basically everything you'd ever want from a reboot, is what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, we love they it. They needed a new character called, like, instead of Snake, called uh, Ray Din. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and all the character does is fawn over another older character, and then the other character tells them, you're actually that. Wait a minute. Wait, hold on. Uh, God damn I was right. Actually, they, they the word was biomort. <laughs> <laughs> it was biomort. That's so stupid. Oh, I love you, Kojima. That's perfect. Yeah. Oh man, wait, hold uh, on. You know what? I was I was about to I was about to talk about more things I love, but I hear the 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 flittering of wings, which I also love to hear, because I think it means our friend Watto's here. Oh my God. It, did it go off? Oh, uh, hold hold on. We do. Uh, I I refuse to talk to Wa- to Watto before uh, before the timer starts. Hold on. Did you hear it? Oh, Alan. Oh, Watto. What is Alan, up, my man? I hear you have big celebrity guest on episode. Oh, Alan. Yeah. Do you know how? Do you know anything about reviving dogs from uh, tomato choking incidences? <laughs> Oh, Alan, no, I do not. Well, can you help us with no this? dogs on Tatooine, just panthers and dogs. <laughs> they got, instead now, of, instead now, of dogs, we have dogs. Now, is there big... And on our planet, we don't have big dog shirts. We have big dog shirts. And that's just a shirt with Sebulba on it, right? <laughs> yeah, it's Sebulba, and he's like, get off the pod. He's, he's very dominating in the oh, pod race. Holy shit, I need that shirt. <laughs> Water, can you bring me back one of those shirts? Uh, it's hard to find a physical retail location, but I could, uh, uh, go on to Jabazon. Jabazon, okay. Yeah, that's Amazon on our planet because Jabba the Hutt runs it. You mean Jeff the Hutt? <laughs> Jeff the Hutt, excuse me, Jabba died. Oh, the, t- uh, the timer I... ended. The timer ended. Well, I gotta go, bye. <laughs> <laughs> bye, bye, Watto. Big Doug shirts? I'd wear, I'd wear one of those. I, I need a Big Doug shirt. I need a Big Doug I, shirt. I'm into it. We need to learn how to do art so we can make a big Doug shirt um, just for us to wear. Cause nobody else in their right <laughs> mind would fucking wear that shit. Nobody in America <laughs> just for us. Yeah. Get off the pod. What does that even mean? <laughs> I guess it's a, a I know, I know, but what, that doesn't mean. 
You know what? You know what? You know what America does love, Russ? Pizza pie. Hail oh Caesar. Oh my god. Uh the Italian treat. Ooh, Mamma Mia, I had some I I I I tried a pizza restaurant that I've been meaning to try for a long time, but it always avoided because it is so I guess there's something to explain. Asheville's filled with like a million different breweries and they're all competing with each other. Um, and there's like the, the beer aisles at, at the stores are insane because there's like 12 different local breweries, like within like a, a 20 mile radius from my house. And all of them have some kind of restaurant inside and most of them are shit. Okay. Right. I think that's normal. Like you would expect like a brewery. Like it's, it's like, okay. Like the food there is okay. Uh, at best. You ever worry that the, that the, they're getting so big and so heavy and logged with all these, uh, hops and malts that it's going to tumble over and squish you. Uh, do you think I'm, I'm worried that one day, yeah, one of these, the malt silo is going to explode and just <laughs> drown the town in malt and barley. Oh no, and you're going to fall into one of those and turn into the beer joker, the beer joker. That is that instead of falling <laughs> in a chemical plant, you would fall into a beer plant here. We have so much fucking beer. It's insane. Well, anyway, the beer joker, uh, I'm surprised. What do you think the Santa Cruz, by the way, what did you think the Santa Cruz Joker fell into? He probably did fall into an IPA. (laughs) That's what made him go crazy. (laughs) If you imagine you fell in a big vat of IPA, that stuff would be horrible to fall into. (laughs) It's already so bitter when you taste it. Imagine, imagine it being all around you. Terrible. Um, But you know what was not terrible? I was pleasantly surprised by Asheville Pizza and Brewing Company. Um, they have a location uh, in the south side of town, closer to where I am, um, that is just called Asheville Pizza because they don't have the brewery there. Um, and I checked them out. I've driven past them. I don't know how many times, but I finally decided to check them out. And it was Pizza Mind tier. This is like my like this is like top tier pizza for me. I got some fucked up nice. pies. I got some fucked up pies. There's one. You sound uh, dangerous. There's okay. So let me tell you the normal pie. Um, actually, first let me start with the wings. The wings, they have buffalo wings. They do. They do like a dry rub on all the on all the wings. And unlike most dry rub wings, which are usually like just too dry and like kind of tastes like shit, this had like a good like crunchy exterior, like fried outside, and it was like solid. I was really impressed by the wings, and also the wings were big. They're like big ass wings. Kind of crazy. They also gave me a really huge cup of, of blue cheese. And I don't think I had to pay extra for it. It was weird. Uh, maybe, maybe they're just, maybe they're just going ham because the pandemic. Maybe that was just what they were going to pour into their new gross blue cheese, bur- beer, IPA. Probably. Flavor. Yeah. That's the thing. So this is the weird thing about this restaurant is that it has so many different weird ingredients and stuff. That's like, and, and all the ingredients that are on this in terms of like the vegetables and stuff, the sauce, the crust, everything feels of like a decent quality. Um, the most, so aside from the wings, the most normal thing I got was the big boss pizza, which I got mainly because of the name, because it is called the big boss pizza, but it is also their su- okay. Supreme pizza. Did they have a big dog pizza? I wish they had a big dog pizza. They have a lot of puns they, you know, like every pizza place has got to have its own cute names and stuff, but, uh, there's a moon pie pizza. Um, but there's no, Weird. there's no, there's nothing else kind of. <laughs> Did you have, do you have to drink that with the moon pie? You have uh, to actually eat three umbilical cords first before you can eat the moon pie pizza. <laughs> the moon presence pizza. Uh, well, we no, should actually, like, you have to get, 
we should actually have a, a Bloodborne themed restaurant and you have to order like the three piece <laughs> cheese sticks before you can eat the, uh, the moon presence pie. <laughs> and then yeah. you get, and then you get served calamari at the end because you turned into a squid, man, right. I should do, I should do course restaurant course meals. Uh, what's a food that tur like, what's a food that like starts as one thing and then you open it up and it's another thing. Oh, like a Cadbury egg. Be, uh, Turducken? I was I was thinking of like an omu rice. Oh, you can like, stuff you know, that with somebody puts the yeah. Somebody op- like cuts the omu rice out and it splashes out. Is there a way we could tie that in with uh, Father? Oh, what's his name? Father Gascon. Yeah. When he turns into a beast mode. Yeah. You want to hide? We should be able to hide a werewolf version of a food inside of another food. I'm trying to think it through. I don't know. This is tougher than you could I make a no 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 I know exactly what it would be Russ you would um you would make the Amu rice look like his his pointy hat um because it kind of already <laughs> looks like that anyway yeah. and then you cut it up and inside there's a bunch of like bean sprouts or something that look like hair oh my god that sounds pretty sick and it's like you know it's just like rice or whatever like normal stuff but maybe it's also like you remember those black rice or something. Scary. Oh, those infomercials with like the cakes that like you could fill with stuff. Yeah, were, like, yeah, Alaskan. It was there's a Alaskan. Um, it was was it like oh. a Alaskan something where you would like light it on fire too. Right, right, right. That's a baked, baked Alaska. Alaska. But the, yeah, but this is. But I know what you're talking. Yeah, it had like so, a special pan where there's like a cavity inside, and you would like right. double. You would like double, like bake these in like a weird situation. Um, that's a good idea. I do. I like the idea of a FromSoft themed restaurant. Um, right. Of just like where a bunch of like a Bloody Mary, a pale, pale Bloody Mary. That's a good one. Yes. Yes. Um, there needs to be something themed around the Moonlight Greatsword. I just don't know what it's going to be. <laughs> every, every like waiter in the place is going to be just like a weird little guy, like dressed in rags that walks up to you. And is like, <laughs> have you heard like that kind of thing? <laughs> oh, so you're saying that it almost has a little bit of like uh, Dick's Last Resort, but instead of them making fun of you, they just like giggle and laugh at your order. Like <laughs> the cheese sticks, nothing sticks in this mortal world. <laughs> I, I remember when I was able to taste the kind of thing, like just saying like weird existential, like nightmare shit. <laughs> right. Do you want margarita with ice or blended? Yeah, something. Or do you want it with a soul? <laughs> That, yeah, there should be some cool there. There's a lot of different ways you could do this. Uh, you could also maybe have um, a guy. The bouncer uh, is dressed like um, is dressed like a, an amygdala and he will just pick you up and carry you out of there. If, uh... yeah, oh, man, no, actually, it should, be, ba- it, it should be the guys with the bags. I remember when I got bounced out of a I remember when I got bounced out of a Bubba Gumps. Yeah, they, they pick uh, some guy. Some guys in robes got to pick you up and put you in a bag and carried you to a dungeon underground. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Alan, why is there a bouncer at a themed restaurant? Well, cause it's a bar inside too. Okay. Sure. Okay. Why not? So, yeah. I got bounced out of a Bubba Gump's. I got bounced by the guy who looks like Forrest Gump. Uh, every, every, uh, every restaurant that has like a bar is required to have like one dude that can like become a bouncer if he needs to. I guess. I think is that so. what the video game, the bouncer is about. I think so. Um, so anyway, the big boss pizza, it was, it was red onions, green peppers, mushrooms, black oh, olives, yeah, pizza. uh, pepperoni and sausage. It's standard, like Supreme pizza. This crust is, it is like, it's almost identical to like a pizza mind crust. It's that same kind of thin New York style crust. Um, 
I was pleasantly surprised that all the vegetables, especially the mushrooms, you know, a lot of times when you put mushrooms on a pizza, I feel like people don't cook it beforehand or they don't like saute it a little bit. So it just doesn't taste like anything. And then like, it just kind of dries out on top of the pizza. And I don't know if this was just like a change in the way they cooked it or if they did something before or whatever, but these mushrooms are like actually had flavor to them. It were good. Ooh. And the, the green peppers weren't just like mushy garbage. Like it seemed like they actually like cut up a fresh vegetable and put it on my pizza, which is insane. Oh That's kind of insane to think about. Um, the cheese mix, you know, I, I, I don't know what, I don't think they tell you exactly what kind of, what their standard mix of cheese is. Um, I mean, I, but it, it's, it held up well and it, they put the cheese. It seems like they, they sprinkled extra cheese on top of the toppings of the Supreme. Um, just to like help seal it in a little bit better. And I think that like weirdly worked in this case, it wasn't like a full, totally like under the cheese situation, but they were just generous enough with it that it kind of covered some of the stuff and it, it held up well and it reheated well, which was shocking. Um, I, so that was, that was already solid. And I was kind of expecting that to be the worst one, but I had to order it anyway. Cause just cause I had the metal gear solid name. Um, right, right, right. The next one is the most weird pizza. Um, this is a coconut topped crust. Um, so it had like shredded coconut on the outside edge that kind of got toasty. Um, a pesto base for the sauce, curry chicken. They also have a tofu option. If you uh-huh. prefer, if you prefer uh curry tofu, Roma tomatoes and red onions. And then it's topped with a sweet, uh, like a, a spiral of a sweet chili sauce. That one was the pet. The pesto and curry combination is so odd. Yeah, that's not what I expected. Because you told me you got a curry pizza. I'm like, well, curry sauce with cheese. And no, it's the pesto is what throws me off. I mean. But it they it complemented it in a way that I did not expect because. Yeah. Because the pesto is is kind of mild. Um, and it just kind of seemingly blends well with that curry chicken flavor. The The chicken was also decent. I feel like they're, you know, I mean. They're cooking the wings on site, so they must have the chicken was surprisingly good on the pizza. I bet they have like tenders or something. I bet they probably use the same thing for the tenders as they do for uh, or maybe no, actually they don't. I don't know where they're getting the chicken then, but they've got like the breaded chicken that was on the pizza is uh, is on other on another pizza I had was good. And then the curry chicken on this one was also very good. The sweet chili sauce. I'm kind of mixed on sweet chili sauce because I feel like a lot of times when the people use it, it is just like straight sugar. Like it tastes yeah, way too exactly. sweet and it like overwhelms everything. This was a lot more mild. This felt like they made this maybe like I was shocked huh. that it was just like, this was like, and they, it wasn't like everywhere over pizza. It's kind of like if you put like a hot honey on your pizza or something, maybe like it was like uh, shockingly like just, subtle. You know what it kind of reminds me of? So what? You know what it kind of reminds me of? Yeah. My friend, uh, friends of the show, Chris Hottamy and Lydia Manning of the former Spec Script podcast. Uh-huh. Um, uh, they're obsessed with a, a Bollywood comedy called Houseful 2. Okay. Yeah, I think you remember and, mentioning this. Yeah, and that one of the main characters' names was uh, uh, one of the, like, the comedic sidekick of the movie. His name was Akri Pasta. And he was an Indian man doing an insane impression of an Italian person. Wow. Uh, and his catchphrase was, uh, I'm a joke. And that's a pretty good Italian catchphrase. And uh, his dad's name was uh, 
uh, spaghetti pasta. Is this pretty good? Is this Die Dark that they were watching, by the way? <laughs> no, it's Houseful too. But pretty... so all I'm trying to say here, folks, Italian that... Italian Indian fusion. That's the future. Yeah. It brings, there's something joyous that about two cultures coming together to create something beautiful. Well, I mean, this could be more of a Thai-Italian Thai fusion, I suppose. Oh, uh, you're right. Italian. Yeah, Italian. Um, th- this, was, this pizza was called... <laughs> that was not a good one. Uh, this was also, uh, this pizza was called the Magic Dragon. Um, oh my god. Epic. Uh, I'm assuming uh, this is a Kiryu-Koku-inspired <laughs> pizza or something. Uh, I think they got a media partnership and it became the Bad Dragon Pizza. The Bad Dragon. This is this would be an adequate. Like I feel this pizza surprised me in a way that I feel surprised when I go to BadDragon.com. Like I was like, <laughs> this is something I've never seen before and didn't know that could exist. You get a. Uh, you got. You did get blue cheese with it, which is food lube. So yeah. Well, that was so I did, and and the blue cheese comes again. Uh, comes in on my next pizza as well. Um, the Buffalo Chicken Pizza. This is their pizza of the month for January 2022. Um, spicy buffalo chicken pizza. It's a buffalo based sauce, breaded and fried chicken tossed in blowtorch sauce, which is what I also got oh. on my my wings. Um, red onions and bacon. Uh, af- after the oven, it gets a jalapeno ranch swirl. Huh. Yeah. So just buffalo fried, breaded and fried buffalo chicken. Uh. Huh. Bacon, red onions on a buffalo sauce base, jalapeno ranch swirl. And I dipped it, I dipped slices of it into the blue cheese, too. Damn, dude. I mean, listen, it is it is football season. We love throwing the pigskin around. This is maybe the ultimate, uh, you know, if I, I, it's such a shame that I don't, I can't have this and the, ta- in the, uh, the taco pizza from Pizza Mind from the same restaurant, because I feel like those are both, like, competing for, like, ultimate Super Bowl pizza. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, no, I get it. And you have the boys over to watch the big game. This is like a, yeah, because like that Pizza Mind pizza is like a seven layer dip in pizza form. And then this is like a a wings in pizza form. And when you're ignoring the game, waiting for those funny commercials to come on. Oh, man, they're so funny. Oh, I love those. I can't Um, wait for to see what the Geico Gecko gets into this time. It's funny because that joke doesn't even really work anymore because now all the commercials are like America is on the brink of collapse well, by it, a car. Yeah, most of it's like a car company saying like, listen, we know things are bad, but it's going to get better if you buy a car. It's happy Honda days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's that uh, or it's like are- a company trying to go viral. Like, we'll kill Mr. Peanut again. Will that make you buy peanuts? <laughs> we'll shoot him in the head. We'll fucking gun him down in the street. <laughs> we will... <laughs> We are setting his teeth on the curb. <laughs> I can you imagine what if that started like a thing of like uh, all, all these other like food companies just like we're gonna kill our mascots for you. Is that what you want? <laughs> like it became a huge deal. We're doing the yeah, purge. it's like the death of Superman in the nineties. We're gonna put <laughs> like all, all of the our big event comics. We're gonna all, all of us on the under like the Kellogg family of products. We're putting all of our mascots in Squid Games, and you can vote on the outcome. We're gonna That's kill so them. Funny. We're gonna kill them, and only and, one will survive. And you get the NFT. <laughs> You get an NFT of the 23 grams of their soul in your body. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so good. Um. Anyway, yeah. So if you had the boys over to play the game and you set those two pizzas side by side, they these your, the fellows would probably, their brains would short out. Yeah, I think having this is, to choose which one. Yeah, th- this is, these are like the ultimate game day pies. I got to say, you know, I've always talked about how buffalo chicken, I feel like is too vinegary most of the time. 
whatever is in this blowtorch buffalo sauce that they're talking about is not the vinegary element is very mild. So it, it, it feels a lot uh, better on a pizza. And also the jalapeno ranch kind of neutralizes that in a weird way. So that I feel like overall uh, it, 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 it doesn't feel too. I think maybe that's the, the key from this place is that these ingredients are all very good and they, they taste good, but none of them are so overwhelming that it becomes like a central focus of the, of the pizza. You know what I mean? They're working like right. they're working in harmony in a weird way that I didn't expect. I gotcha. Because I feel like I'd be worried a blowtorch pizza would this blowtorch sauce. Yeah. would be kerosene. But no, it's just uh, it sounds like it's just a it's standard just a, hot sauce. just a standard buffalo. But <laughs> it is it is good. And the chicken, the fried chicken is like good. Um, I would buy it like in popcorn chicken form if they sold it to me. I'm really I'm really <laughs> surprised by this place. There's a couple other things on the on their menu that I might want to check out. Mainly, I'm sad that I didn't I didn't want to spend over a hundred dollars in pizza, so I didn't get the Napoleon Dynamite sticks. Um, oh God, garlic butter and cheese on a twelve or fifteen inch crust, cut into strips and served with marinara. So it's just like a pokey pokey sticks kind of thing. They got fried ravioli, pickle fries. Oh, pickle fries. That's interesting. Usually chips, cauliflower, fried cauliflower, tater tots. You know, same place all these all these fucking restaurants have. I was impressed by this. This is definitely one of those like fancier $20, you know, 20 to $25 for a large pizza kind of places. Um, right. So, you know, bear that in mind. But uh, the first time I've ever heard you have uh, Asheville pride. This is, you know what? And that's the other thing is I, I thought this was like a tourist trap place. You know what I mean? Cause it's good. Oh, wow. It's called like Asheville pizza. And I thought like, it's just, you know, it's like the fucking place all day. It's like mellow mushroom. You know what I mean? And you we're prepared for Asheville pizza. And said you got Asheville. Now, did I ever tell you the time that um, we went on a tour of downtown to like view historic buildings when I was in fourth grade? And I ha- we have a we had a very like uh, we had like teachers like walking around everything to like make sure like no like homeless people came up to us or like uh, or like a church guy like screamed at us or something like that because that's right, generally right, what you run right. into. But I do have a, a moment of uh, of us walking by. The, the exact center of a downtown and a homeless woman said, welcome to Trashville. That's what we all are here. Trash anyway. <laughs> oh no. And, um, and she's right. Is the thing It's like the first chapter of a Charles Dickens book. Yeah. I'm like, Oh fuck. Your, she got us. Li- she got us. <laughs> she, your life has now been set on a new trajectory because of that one woman's pithy remark. Yeah. She's, and also I guess she thought we were tourists, which is weird. Cause it's like, why would we, why would they, we're on a, we're on a school trip. But I mean, I guess like if you were from out of town and lived in the area, they might take you here to view historic buildings or something. Mainly maybe the woman just thinks anybody who doesn't live in Asheville is a little guy. That's fair. Also, also she might think that this is like a cursed location. Um, and that like we become trash when we enter here. (laughs) No, this is uh, an Orlandoville, by the way. Oh, no, you're right. It is Ann Orlando. Yeah. But uh, um, also the also the city's uh, doing the, the exact same stuff they do in like L.A. to the homeless people. So uh, uh, yeah, the no. city sucks. The city is Trashville, by the way. Also, the reason why we have so many historic buildings is because we didn't. Uh, the town was broke like uh, in the 60s and 70s. So they didn't have enough uh, money to refurbish anything. So we kept all the old crumbling Art Deco buildings. Um, that's funny. And that's why, um, I know last of the Mohicans was filmed around here and there was some, 
something where they like flew a biplane by like the, the clock tower or something stupid like that. Um, and it was for some, some stupid movie filmed here. They also filmed one episode of X-Files about a mushroom man around here. Oh, that's pretty sick. Yeah, but then they lied more, more. They lied about the county name, which pissed everyone off. That's funny. They got the county name wrong. They said we were in Boone County, but obviously it's Buncombe County. Oh my god. Oh, that's the kind of things that that's the 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 only things they tell you when you go downtown is you look at some old buildings and you're like, "Hey, you know we were on TV once? Uh this <laughs> is where that scene of this this is where that one scene where uh, Scully and Mulder went." And it's just like, "Oh yeah." And nothing's real unless it's on TV, so history doesn't matter. Anyway, right. In Portland, all we ever talked about was the the brain smasher and how it's pronounced uh, Cooch Street, not Couch Street. Yeah, well, I mean, you guys are lucky because you have your own show, Portlandia, that everyone loves. That's true. Oh, so epic and so funny. So funny. Also, I know way too many people who are all that show, so I really should not throw stones. Well, that's what I'm saying is that um, that's that you guys have that you guys have a thing. We don't have a thing here. We just had that. We had we did have a thing once. We had Thomas Wolf uh, wrote a story about everybody in town and how much he hates their guts. Uh, and then he moved back to home and then everybody hated him. <laughs> that was the one thing. And then Jughead ripped that off in an episode of Riverdale, by the way. That's pretty sick. So you know what? Uh, that is that is pretty good because now we've inadvertently been on TV and expressed through Jughead. His, our story has become his. That's maybe the best I could hope for. That's true. Um, Alan, I do have pizza, but my internet's not working very great right now. And for some reason it won't load Google. It's not loading your pizza. Yeah. It, I'm trying to fax myself a pizza Russ, so I could taste Russ, it. Hold on. Hold on a second. Let me be the, the Spider-Man guy in the chair here. He's the first one that ever came up with that idea. Um, and, uh, let me just Google the pizza for you. I have bandwidth uh, yeah, to sure. spare via, via three, one, three. Okay. Uh, Austin, Texas. Um, and I got their Supreme and I got their, uh, we got their veggie. Okay. So I visited Austin, Texas over the holidays. Um, I wore a cowboy hat the entire time and pretended to be Hank Hill. And I only got my ass kicked twice. Mm -hmm. You were always asking about uh, the basement of the Alamo. <laughs> yeah. I, we did go to the Alamo. Actually, we did go to San Antonio for a day. Okay. Was it any good? Um, no, it's, old i like new stuff i'm looking at the menu well, i of like this. stuff at the time you don't you you don't want to hear about how something was on episode x files 20 years ago you want to see a new thing <laughs> yeah i want to see the x files reboot that everybody loves when it's for the fans now um yeah it is for the i'm fans looking at this now. menu now they've got this detroit style pizza and bar style pizza right well we stuck to this the classic square detroit style pizza I cannot, they have, they have cutesy poo names too. It was, just, what was it? So whatever the two you uh, got again, what? you got a, you got a, I'm like a Supreme. The Supreme I'm assuming is the omnivore mushroom, onion, yes, green pepper, yes. pepperoni, and sausage. The, the, the standard Supreme. Yes. Yes. Now Russ, you didn't get In the Bobo Brazil. <laughs> no, no, no. This was with the fam, you know, I'm with the family and you know, I would get something goofy. See, Bobo's Brazil, that sounds like maybe the, the, the fucking crazy pizza I had. Hot calabrese sausage, red pepper flakes, and Mike's hot honey. Mmm, that sounds Damn, delicious. Yeah, that sounds like something that could kill Jair Bolsonaro. Yeah, yeah. And then he would look like a real Bobo. Uh, you mentioned you got the vegetarian, which I'm assuming is the herbivore. Mushroom, onion, green pepper, black olives. I want to say yes, but I'm not 100% sure. 
Because it could have been another one that was uh like arugula, shaved uh, parmesan, any of these ringing a bell. There's a couple of other things on here. Uh, we might have gotten it without the arugula. Anyway, um, I just want to say I've reviewed this on the podcast before. Still a decent pie. Uh, kind of came a little cold via Uber Eats, so that was a bit of a bummer. Yeesh. But uh, uh, but I gotta say, there's something I love about that Detroit-style thick, robust sauce. It is uh, Detroit. Like, Detroit pizza is having a real renaissance right now. Right. I just I love a pe- I love a sauce that's thick and chunky, like drinking straight out of a bottle of ragu. But better than that, obviously. But. You know, I, I I was gonna use this as my pizza review before I went to the restaurant yesterday, but there was one other pizza. I don't even want to give it a full review slot because it was just nothing to write home about. I got the uh like the sort of Detroit pizza style like DiGiorno pan, crispy pan pizza. Right. It's kind of like their take on like the Detroit or the Motor City pizzas. Uh and it was just not good. Not good. Yeah. The sauce was and you know what? It wasn't it was the, the same kind of watery sauce. They didn't have that thick the thick Detroit sauce. It didn't have like the ragu. I think yeah, that's got to get that ragu. If you're going to have a bready pizza, you got to have a thick, chunky sauce. God damn it. Apparently you could have gotten Vago with it. Well, via three, one, three. Now that, that sounds good. Get myself a rock and rye. God damn it, man. Imagine if you were wearing a big dog shirt, drinking Fago and eating a Detroit style pizza. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's such a look. Uh, What's Superman ice cream? I'm looking at their dessert menu. Oh, fuck. Oh, oh speaking of looks, uh, Russ, was, those the only, was that all you had to say about the pizza? Uh, I want to know what a Superman ice cream Detroit is, and then we can move on. Superman ice cream. Is an ice cream that comes in the swirl of three colors, blue, red, and yellow. Oh, that's it? Yeah, okay, a treat for kids or the kid in you. We worked with local premium ice cream maker Austin Scoops to bring you a true taste of Detroit tradition. Uh, It seems like this is some sort of Detroit thing, like a Superman ice cream. Yeah, what the fuck is this? Okay, this is a flavor of ice cream you can get. I've seen this, but I've never heard it called Superman flavor. What the hell am I looking at here? It, you've I, you've certainly seen like weird multicolored ice cream like this before, right? Yeah, of course, but that's usually a Sherper. Yeah. Or a uh, Spumoni. Man, ooh, a Spumoni is so weird. So here it is. If this is, po- well, this is popular in the, the Midwest. A three-flavor ice cream, blah, 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 Midwestern, Michigan and Wisconsin. Uh, Stroh's ice cream in the Prohibition era. Uh, so the, I'm looking at the, they have like a bunch of different like, flavor, like different versions of it. Like Blue Bunny has a version. Kroger has a version. Usually the blue is either a flavor they call blue moon, which I don't know what the fuck that is. Blue raspberry or sometimes blue vanilla. I have had blue moon before. I've had that. I just don't know. I can't remember. I could not tell you what it tastes like. What is blue moon I just know I've had it. What is? You know what it tasted like? I remember they said it tasted like Fruit Loops and it did, but it was blue. Smurf blue marshmallow sweet. Yeah, okay. That seems like a... I think so. So a Superman ice cream could be of any weird variety of thing. The red flavor is almost always like a cherry. Um, but some brands just make it all vanilla. There's one here that's Wells blue bunny. Shouldn't be on here. Blue bunny, blue bunny, Superman ice cream is not real. It's just all vanilla, but they dye it different colors. 
Fuck that. That's not real. <laughs> that That's not real. Wrong. That's not real. My mom got my mom got mad at me one year because she sent me to buy ice cream for my little brother's birthday, and I got uh, blue bunny ice cream. She hate what blue bunny is that bad? And, yeah, and she was like, "Yo, you just got a tub of the worst ice cream on the planet." And I was like, "I'm sorry, I don't know. I don't go shopping. Ice cream, I'm a kid. Uh, I'm a little boy. I'm 16 years old. I just learned how to drive. I gotta go. I have to go to a Kro- get a Kroger and get the Kroger version of this." Um, that's it. That's, I might do the same. That's That's interesting. Um, well, uh, before I said, speaking of looks, this is a bad look. Blame inflation. Domino's pizza, reducing the number of wings in their seven ninety nine deal orders. God damn. <sighs> first, first, the little Caesars pepperonis aren't 30% more. Now we're getting, uh, we're getting two pieces taken out of that. It's going to be reduced from 10 to eight pieces per order for the $8 carry out deal. $8 for eight wings chains. is okay. When do these pizza, when will these pizza chains drive America to finally dissolve? When do you think? Uh, do you think it's going to be a pizza chain that does it? Or do you think it's going to be like McDonald's that does it? Oh, you think McDonald's, you think that the McRib is going to come back? They're like, we can't do the onions or the pickles anymore. It's just the, I'm thinking like we, we won't have a McRib one year. Oh no! A year without Alan a McRib. Perish the thought. What was the last? Okay, Alan, we gotta find it. Year without McRib. We're gonna see if there's a trend. Isn't that a, isn't that like a Christmas special that they have every year, like a, pop, a stop <laughs> eight motion year without a Santa Claus kind of thing? I'm trying to find if there's ever been a year where they skipped the McRib. I want to say probably 2001. You think that post 9/11 America couldn't handle? <laughs> Uh, 2008, they didn't sell the McRib. <laughs> they didn't? No, I don't know. This, oh, okay. I'm just making, this is me goofing, but I, I wish there was a way I could find out. Okay, I'm looking at the Wikipedia about, about this. So this was invented in 1981, tested very well in right. the Midwest where people eat all that slop. Um, but uh, the rest of the U.S., it was mediocre, so they canceled it in 1985. Um... And they just decided to not have it. And then 94, it came back as a tie in with a theatrical release of the Flintstones, comparing it to really? the appearance of the rack of ribs that top that topples the Flintmobile. Wow. Um, McDonald's, which was featured in the film as rock Donald's supported the return of McRib packaging um, featuring Flintstones characters and a TV commercial featuring Rosie O'Donnell uh, in her role as Betty Rubble. Um, so, they brought it back in 94 for that movie. And then it was sold in a bunch of limited time regional offerings. Um, and to, from 1995 to 2004. So there were some regions that could conceivably have gone without <laughs> that. In 2005, there was a press release that was issued that said that it would be permanently re- removed following a McRib farewell tour. Um, McRib. What? McRib.com, a website registered to McDonald's, featured a petition to save the McRib. Uh, and then there was McRib Farewell Tour 2 site popped up. And then in 2007, they did a third farewell tour. And then there kept on being more regional offerings until 2008 and 2009. In, two, in 2010, they began six weeks of nat- nationwide McRib availability at the Legends of the McRib event in New York City, honoring three super fans. <laughs> what? Super fans, 
Joey Irwin. It sounds like Evo or something. Like we're bringing Street Fighter three third well, strike back. That is exactly it. Honoring three super fans: Joey Irwin, aka Mister McRib, Alan Klein, founder of the McRib, oh, okay. the McRib Locator website, and Adam Weiner, who they didn't give another superlative or anything after his name. Um, <laughs> That's Matt Weiner's brother. Yeah. Let's see. I sent you my. He sent uh, McRib picks. So, 2010 was the first. 2010 was the first time that was nationally available, uh, for a period of time, since '94. Prior to 1994, there was oh. no way that everybody in America could get a McRib on the same day. Um, that's so funny. This is insane too. This this history of the McRib sucks. Uh, this is so stupid. <laughs> This it's 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 enthralling. It's enthralling to me, but I don't. In in celebration of the London Olympics 2012, McDonald's Australia and New Zealand reintroduced the McRib as the Atlanta Pork McRib. Um, it was a six. Alan, one day we're gonna be old and sitting in a home, and we're gonna turn on PBS, and the new Ken Burns documentary is gonna be McRib, the American story. You know? Yeah, and it's gonna be after Kevin Perjurer like decides to become like a, a, <laughs> a Ken Burns guy, and he just does like PBS documentaries at some point. Right. Just defunct land episodes we get to watch when we're you know, well, the lights dying behind your eyes. Uh, the McRib was one of six limited edition McDonald's There's celebrities reading tweets like, "Damn, homie, got that McRib." McDonald's items named after previous host cities, which is why it was named after Atlanta, because it's an American sandwich, I suppose. Um, then they re- then for for 2012, they announced that the McRib's annual release will be delayed till December 17th, as opposed to its traditional autumn release, uh, which would instead be used to premiere the Cheddar Bacon Onion Onion Angus Burger or CBO. Do you remember that burger at all? <laughs> I kind of remember that burger. I mean. McDonald's burgers aren't that original, so every time there's, like, a fancy new one, I just kind of go, like, what? Because, like, I I get that kind of mixed up with, uh, what was the burger when they had the international menu, where it was, like, it's the Canadian burger. Yeah, 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 yeah. On yeah, I remember that. It was, like, yeah, it was, like, a cheddar like, bacon. It's just a fucking burger. It was just, like, a normal like, burger. It's just a fucking burger. The only yeah. good thing they had for that international menu was, like, the Stroop Waffle Flurry or whatever. Yeah, that was fun, but I like Stroop Waffle. Stroop Waffle's good. Um, this is weird too. Um, it may return in 2014 in the UK until 2015. Um, the McRib was sold again in 2015 and ending in January 2016, but only in a few cities in a few states of the United States. 55% of McDonald's locations uh, around this time and in pretty much the late 2010s to like the mid 20 teens. Um, the availability of McRibs was only regional in a few cities because they were competing with other new products they were trying to get off the ground, like that stupid cheddar burger or Mighty Wings. You remember Mighty Wings? Oh, fucking shit. I never had those. I don't think I ever did either because they look like shit. Um, yeah, well, now we have the Taco Bell wings, which actually we don't anymore. Yeah, we don't because somebody <laughs> died or something. <laughs> did the wings kill somebody? <laughs> yeah. Or were they just that bad? Yeah, you know what? Yeah. I think they were just that bad. I remember somebody, I, I, the reason why I say that is because I there was a post about like, I uh, got the talk about wings. And then somebody said like, don't get the talk about wings. There's a picture for, of them like in a hospital. Like they were that's awesome. like, it was like from their perspective so in the hospital be- bed. Um, so it, <laughs> it was there. It was the bitch. I lived guy who turned out to be fake, but this time it was real. So on September 30th, 2021, McDonald, uh, McDonald, they made a typo here. 
announced that on Twitter that the McRibs are returning November 1st for a limited time. Um, so it was available at some locations. So we had these back in like November for a brief period of time. Um, there are definitely years without McRibs though, is what it seems. I think maybe I'm just lucky in the South because great disaster. I think, I think maybe I'm just lucky that in the South, we probably one of the regions that gets more of it because we have a lot of pork here. You know what I mean? Right. It's probably easier to source, but it is very weird that it's been just so regional. It's a very weird product and it's weird. I don't like, I don't like when, when you think about like these fast food chains and you can go to one, like in a different location and it doesn't have the same menu items. It's weird to me. It fucks me up that the Flintstones are so tied to certain foods. They're tied to vitamins. Yeah. Vitamins. Fruity pebbles. Vitamins more than anything. They are the vitamin yeah. characters. And now the McRib. That blows my mind. That is kind of wild. I do like, that is the appeal. That is why perverts like eating the McRib is because it looks like a big, <laughs> a big Flintstone style rack of ribs. Um, very strange. Uh, I don't know. I, I haven't had a McRib in a long time because they taste like shit. Uh, <laughs> they are not. They're not. They're bad. not good. And they usually have gristle in them. And they're just bad. This is a bad story, Ross. I want you to brace yourself. <laughs> oh, God. I'm reading this as a press release from PETA's website. Get ready, Los Angeles. Starting on January 22nd, you'll be able to eat like a rock star with animals in mind. PETA is teaming up with Pizza Nista, legendary musician Joan Jett, and Miyoko's Kitchen to bring you a stellar heart-shaped pizza in honor of Joan, Jet, and the Black Hearts, just in time for Valentine's oh. Day. Um, this pizza. Let me screenshot this and send it to you, Russ. Oh, God. You're, you're not going to like this. Um, okay, see if that loads. Um, this exclusive pizza features a heart-shaped crust colored black with activated charcoal and comes with a matching heart-shaped pizza box. It's topped with Miyoko's vegan, uh, vegan uh, mo- kitchen, vegan mozzarella, and whatever vegan toppings you love the most. They offer beehive, vegan pepperoni, uh, a bunch of vegan sausage, vegan bacon, and of course vegetables. Um, there's a picture of this awful pizza though, and it looks like somebody sliced up turds and put it on the pizza. <laughs> you know, I have enjoyed vegan pizza before, but man, the fake pepperoni and the fake sausage. You said you've had the beyond sausage before, right? Yeah. And that's, a, that is just straight sausage. Like that's normal sausage. Okay. Cause I just look at this and I go like, Oh, I had the, the sizzle pie vegan sausage. And I was like, I'd rather just have their like nutritional yeast pizza, which is actually pretty good. What's with um, the activated charcoal. Is that what's making everything look like poo poo? Yeah. I, that that's a huge part of it. And I know that like, Activated charcoal is like really dangerous because like, have you ever heard about it'll like, like absorb act- it'll like absorb medications in your stomach and stuff like that. Yeah, like which is pretty pimp. I mean, yeah, like that's it's maybe, like a it's the stuff you put in like you know you use activated charcoal to like filter my fish tank. Like it's not like it's not like something I should I want to be eating anymore that I want to be eating like you know like bleach or something. Like, I mean, it's not that bad, that? but something. I visited Vancouver, British Columbia. We, I went to like horny ice cream and they had activated charcoal uh, cones. Why was it? And I was like, doesn't it absorb the horniness? I don't know. It's very confused. Well, I mean, I guess, confusing. you know what it probably does is it probably uh, keeps it dulls your antidepressants for a while. So you're able to get a boner again. <laughs> but if you're on, if you're on blue chew, it'll probably cancel that out too. <laughs> My doctor prescribed to me activated charcoal. 
Blue Chew and Cetraline uh, uh, at the same time. I, SSRI. You just got to take them at different times of day so you can like manage <laughs> being alive and also being able to have a boner for like 10 minutes a day after you eat your ice cream. I want I want uh, uh, eight hours of being a normal human and then four hours of party. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you'll feel really bad at the end of it, but whatever. Yeah. Well, here's something you but might feel bad it, at the end of, too. This is a weird one, Russ. Um, I was just going to say that if you did all those at the same time, that's just humanity from Bloodborne and you turn into uh, you turn into one of the scholars at the College of uh, the College of Mensis. What's it again? Yeah, Bergenworth College. Bergenworth College. What am I thinking of? Mensis. Uh, well, there's a cage of Mensis that uh, they put on their heads. That's yeah, that's what I'm getting. Mensis was the instructor. Anyway, we did. <laughs> My knowledge of Bloodborne is so fucked up and bad yeah well it's very confusing because it's mostly conveyed to you through like guys laughing at like npc dialogue <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly um okay so you know we were talking a lot about regional pizza uh you know the boom of the the detroit pizza that's that's really been taking off the last couple of years here's another story about colorado style pizza let me paste a picture of this fucking pizza what the hell this is another what the fuck is this it has braided, really thick, crazy crust. It looks almost like a, like somebody took a whole baguette and wrapped it around the pizza. What the fuck is this? It looks very strange. This looks like a food hack on Pinterest. This doesn't look like a real pizza. It's defined. This like- so this Colorado motherload style pizza in Idaho Springs, Colorado at Bojo's, which is the restaurant that's claiming to have created this. Um, what the hell? This is their, this is, it is, it is defined by a braided crust that rolls like the foothills around this former mining capital. The containment what? system, as it's described, for a heaping of toppings. It's thick, but don't call it Chicago style. Uh, they dip the bread crust in honey. They call it a built-in dessert. So you eat the pizza and then you dip the, the, the big thick crust in honey. What the fuck are you talking about? Does this not make- I feel gaslit. What, what do you, what don't you understand by this pizza, Russ? <laughs> it's, that's not dessert. That's, it's not built in dessert. And you did that. What is going on? Dunking a, dunking a piece of French bread and honey isn't dessert for you. I guess it is dessert. It's just weird. What is going on? It's a very strange pizza in. It feels like one of the equivalent, the food equivalent of one of those apps. That's like nobody asked for like, Oh, it's an app that will can guess the age of your dog using. Uh, using AR technology, like who cares? I don't know. Uh, this fuck, this dude. feels like a bad Pizza Hut item. You know what I mean? I try it. I would definitely. Should we? We have a man in the area. We've got Alex Muldoon X Nine. I don't know where Idaho Springs is in in relation to like where our friends in, in <laughs> Colorado live. Let's see. Let's see. But it is, and this will just uh, does just look like a weird. It's Forty five minutes outside of Denver proper. Okay, well, maybe, maybe I'll DM him be like, hey, we'll send you $20 to go and drive out and get this pizza. Probably He's got to... a car now. Man, I don't want to. I don't know if I want to make somebody eat this thing. It looks like it's just <laughs> it looks like a whole loaf of bread. I maybe give this to Jean. Yeah, it really does look intense. I give this to Jean Valjean. Evil. That guy fucking loves bread, but not. But this I... is what pizza looks like in the world of Dark Souls. <laughs> it's really it looks like a it looks like a weird 3D render of a pizza. Like it looks like it's exploding out of the screen a little bit. Like it's kind of 
<laughs> a bad PS1 render of a pizza. It looks like a little bit like a pizza that somebody like inflated. Like if you told me somebody put this in a vacuum chamber and the pizza started like expanding, exploding outwards and stuff like, like <laughs> and a marshmallow. HR Giger pizza. It's very, maybe it's just a weird soupy thick crust, but like, it seems like it's going to be a big mess. And also that is just like a, a full on baguette sized like crust. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> I will. I guess we'll link the story in the show notes so people can look at this. And be like, I mean, just just look at? up Colorado style pizza and you'll find it. Who's this funny guy? Who's this funny little pizza that I'm looking at? It's just very, very weird. Uh, I'm seeing there's other places here that have this, and they all do kind of look like that. This seems like this is a Pizza Hut item. Like there's been like a weird braided Pizza Hut crust thing, right? It seems like you should be yeah. able to tear that off and like dip it, and there's like cheese inside of it or something. I guess. Very strange. Very strange. Very strange. This does. Like, if you told me that there was like little hot dogs inside that breaded in that crust. <laughs> yeah, it I does it. look like like it does look like a funny like whenever somebody's like, yeah, oh, look at pizza Indonesia. They have a pizza that has little hamburgers in the crust. It it's looks like, like one of those. But without anything in the crust, it's just bread. And then they're claiming, like, this is the Colorado pizza. Like, That's what's weird. Is like, you want to define your whole state's pizza by this? Is it? Oh, I, are they going to take it to Congress there? Like, can we have this ratified I as mean, the state's honestly, pizza? Honestly, probably, if, you, if it blew up enough, they would probably have, like, the state government would, like, in, make, like, a, like an, a recognition of it. You know what I mean? Like, they would recognize that somehow with, like, a plaque or an announcement of, like, Colorado who's pizza the biggest day. hero in Colorado. Who's the, who's the guy in Colorado that they would call on to like inaugurate it as the slice of the country, the slice of the nation. Who's the big Colorado, Colorado uh, Rocky mountain high guy. Who's that John Denver? <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess John Denver would come and eat a slice of a uh, Colorado pie. I don't know what to tell you. Or, or it had to be like, uh, like president Joe Biden goes there and like, He's like, I'm hearing about this Colorado pizza that's been coming up, uh, you know, the last Jack, few months. there used to be a pizza. There used to only be one pizza in the damn country, and it was called Joe Speroni's. Yeah. Jack. We just didn't have that many and... Italians back then. <laughs> Listen, before I met my beautiful wife, I didn't even know there were Italian women. I thought they were like the dwarves from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I'm telling you, these Lord of the Rings movies, they look like I always imagined as a kid. I was always saying Legolas was surfing down the stairs. You know what I'm saying, Jack? And I don't like I don't like that about that that Ralph Bakshi gall where he's all green. He needs to be a little slimy guy. I want a little guy, a little guy who eats the fish. Uh, eat a fish with a you know I never eat fish. Jill Jill's telling me there's plastic in my fish. Damn it! Who's putting the Who's putting a plastic? <laughs> is it you is it you cornball? Cornpop cornpop's putting <laughs> corn micro cornpop's putting microplastics in Joe's in Joe's fish. Man. I was taking care of my pool and he's ruining the damn ocean for everyone, Jack. Oh man. Uh, um, I've got, I've got some good news. Sonic news views, reviews and toots. <laughs> okay. Let's, we can, we can just yeah. Joe Biden dementia rant forever. There's no way to interrupt <laughs> that bit. It's cause, cause it's, it really is. it's just a stream of consciousness about words. And that's <laughs> mostly what our podcast is, is kind of like a, a dying brain dementia rant. But uh, no, it's not. The McRib was very important, very fascinating to read the Wikipedia article. Well, see, no, that's a, no, see, that's more of an Adderall rant. And Joe Biden, <laughs> yeah, like, like that's more like something like a, a Liz Warren might do. In main, sometimes we get into like a Kamala Zand up kind of uh, uh, attitude. But uh, we, 
if we get into a, a Joe Biden mind space, we're, we're never getting out of there. That's just a black hole. They're never getting out of there. That's true. You got me. That's there. what they call the hunter's dream. Hun- Hunter <laughs> Biden's dream. Uh, what's the, who, what's the name of the guy in the wheelchair? What? Oh, I used to know all this shit. He was the, he was the head of the college. I can't remember what his name was. Um, wait, 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 which wheelchair guy are you talking about? Oh, the German, the, like the final boss. German, yeah. German. Oh, oh my god! I thought you meant like the old guy that was there when Rom. Okay, but German, <laughs> German, the la- the that's Rom that's the jo- vacuous spider. No, 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 no. The guy who, the, whenever you like, jump off the the dock to go fight Rom, there's like that old guy that uh, that like got his insight like in- expanded, and he's just like a, a vegetable sitting on the dock, like oh Rom, the spider, the spider comes. You know that guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, I think you can kill him and, like, you pick up, like, a weird skull or something. I don't know. Uh, but I, like, I love pronouncing Bloodborne bosses like they're uh, WWE wrestlers. You know, when they're like, Roman Reigns, the head of the table. I'm always like, Rom, the vacuous spider. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When <laughs> Seth, some, burn it down, Rollins. You know, somebody was talking about, on a podcast, they were talking about, I can't remember if it was, like, fucking base and superstructure or Lacan or something. But they're like, oh, you mean it's, like, a, a center... Uh, a center that doesn't constitute the whole, but is, is, but is empty and stuff inside. I'm like, Oh, you mean formless Odeon? The, the part of the, uh, you mean the, that's exactly formless Odeon. Yeah. Okay. I get it. I understand. I understand Lacan now because of, because of bloodborne. <laughs> you I got think it now. I can't remember what the concept was, but I remember the bloodborne part. So that's, that's all that matters. Um, uh, for formless Odeon is using a pistol to <laughs> a pistol to, uh, uh, attack back to, uh, retaliate. I'm thinking Perry. That's it. You know what? You know what? You know what's fucked up? That guy, the, the GOP guy that died in that attack, he died because he got parried. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. got gun parried by like a Bloodborne guy. Like, Dude, the Bloodborne guy was just driving around Florida. <laughs> he got rammed. He got rammed with a car. That was like a physical attack that he parried with like his gun blade. And he like just like unloaded a fucking like uh he like he like parried it and then like unloaded on with a fucking like blunderbuss because he killed that guy in one I, shot. He killed him in one yeah, shot. That's so true. Listen, you know, I mean, what is Florida besides the endless hunt now? I mean, what they they, they are they are the plague. they are like our Yarnum essentially. <laughs> yeah, Florida is just Yarnum. Parts of it are the fishing village essentially. There's like one. <laughs> weird, gross fish people running around. You can duel with anybody. Tampa's the equivalent of blight town. It, it is an entire PVP zone in Florida, essentially. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sta- uh, I mean, stand your ground is basically the same as an invasion, right? This was like that part in the woods, this, this intersection where he keeps on getting, where the guy kept on getting into road rage incidents before, um, until he f- crossed the wrong dude. Um, this was like that PVP section of the woods that you wander through. And stuff like if you kept on going a few miles down right. the road, there'd be like a big pit of like snake people wandering around and stuff. That's so true. Actually, that is that is essentially Florida. There's giant snakes wandering around Florida. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, they actually have a problem with Everglades. that. God damn. They have, they have a problem with that. There's more. There are more like invasive species, Russ, in Florida that are closer to like bloodborne enemies than maybe any other state. There's just like, it's true. They have like basilisks and iguanas and shit running and like reticulated pythons and shit running around there. Giant boars. They have the giant boar. Yeah. I mean, that's mainly in Texas, but they got them there too. It's really fucked up, man. Florida is kind of becoming that. Um, I, 
it, it is. It, I gotta get over there. Did you see? You heard the thing about the they're they're potentially gonna have a law where it's like any business can ignore any law that impacts their business or something that impacts their ability to make profit. That, that's so awesome. <laughs> Which means, I that's mean, so obviously the thing tight. is that you could like invalidate laws against slavery. I suppose if it made you more business, <laughs> but like maybe that means that they're just gonna be doing like they're gonna have more fucked up weapons now. Like they're gonna start doing right. like like I switch mean, axes and stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's that might um, that might just happen. They might just have like more fucked up guns, more fucked up swords. <laughs> it's true. Everybody's gonna have a cane sword that like whips out. Well, because the thing um, is that in Florida, you anybody everybody's strapped up all the time. You have to get the element of surprise on them, or that's true, you have to be yeah. very good at parrying that initial strike, like this guy did. <laughs> you really gotta know your iframes in Florida. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, but the thing is you, you, you build up a thing by like just fighting random guys on the highway while you're driving to work every day. And then eventually you have this boss, this boss encounter with a GOP guy. Uh, uh, in, in Florida high schools, they don't teach uh, safe sex during health class. They teach like what skill tree you want to go down, what builds you want to go down. Imagine somebody just what, like getting what, an o- what weapon stack, an overhead projector, but it's just showing big pieces of an umbilical cord. Like you got to collect these. <laughs> Okay, this is how birth works, guys. Uh, you summon an ancient demon. You gotta, you get, so you gotta cut a hole in your skull, and you gotta put a cage on your <laughs> head. Tripping, gotta trip it. Anyway, you know, sorry for shitting on a state. <laughs> it's, I mean, I, look, the state itself is fine. Uh, it just like it, it, it is the, it is the most American state. Is the thing. It is true. Our, our yeah, country, true. our country is a, is a, is a, is a like a, a hologram of Florida. Florida is, is America. <laughs> and the rest of it is just like this weird, uh, like little, it, it, it's, it's a shade of what, of what America can truly be, which is Florida. The, the, just right. the, anything goes state, the pure anarchy state. It's the purge is happening there all the time. Um, in lighter news, a, so- a Sonic, the hedgehog in, introduces a tails v- VTuber. They got a tails VTuber oh, now. Hell yeah, dude. They got a model for tails now. What? I'm really excited for whenever they announce the new uh, model or the new costume and the immediately goes, Oh my God, look at my feet. <laughs> God, it's going to be so cool. And they, my feet's- they're going to have to do that. They're, they're, that's how they ought to announce Amy Rose is by doing like a foot reveal. Oh no, no, especially Sonic feet. I hate the Sonic, you know, like when they showed big, the cat's feet that one time. Yeah. And like weird Brit. Do you think that they're going to try to like, I can actually see this as being like a really good thing for like the Sonic brand is because we all like the characters and want to like interact with the characters. What, why don't we just have the, the voice actors just play Sonic games and like interact with people on YouTube. Right. Just like send super chats to, get, to Sonic. Do they have to be like uh in kayfabe and be like, oh, I remember when this happened. I remember when that lady kissed me. <laughs> maybe I don't, I don't want to talk about this anymore. No, I made out with that bitch. I got her. I don't maybe like a Sonic's just like bashful. Like, I don't want to talk about this a past relationship. I'm, I moved past it. <laughs> Listen, her parents didn't want her dating a blue guy. Uh, I, you know, you told me, I told you what my pitch was for to save Sonic 06, right? It, what? It's to drop it on me. It's to replace the princess with Corona. <laughs> Cause she would immediately, oh she would immediately sell it is because she looks like a weird enough animal girl that she would fit in the Sonic universe. It's kind of weird. And that way that right. if you saw her sitting next to Sonic, which she's done like 12 times now, because she's best friends with Sonic and I guess now Tails, uh, 
that's the other thing. Are they making like their own like Hollow Live like of Sonic characters? Do you think there's gonna be a Knuckle Knuckles next and like a? <laughs> it's gotta it's gotta be happening. I think. Uh, Rouge the Bat Red Super Chats are gonna be nuts. Ooh, if they made a Rouge the Bat VTuber, it's over. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> The super chats are just gonna be like evil. It's it's gonna be like fucking uh, like Chaco from fucking uh, all alive. It's just gonna be you're just the horny one now. Oh my god! So she's just trying to play Ark or something, and it's just like people are like, "Send, show your feet again, show the feet." Uh, oh my god! I hope people don't scare tails away. Um, Sega, another thing from from Sega Japan. Um, they've released a new TikTok filter where you can play Sonic. With your face, um, right. I did see this at some point. I'm one of like your stupid. You know, on your phone, you'll sometimes have like a stupid news feed of garbage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the things that like Apple's like, please click on something, please. Yeah, please. We need clicks on this garbage. Yeah. Yes, that was one of them, and I did click it because I, I I'll click on garbage occasionally. So you control Sonic by moving your head up and down to make him like you flick your head up to do like a to do like a jump or something, and you you down to make him roll up in a ball, um, which is actually kind of ingenious. You really only do need two controls to play Sonic. If you're assuming you're going right all the time. Um, and right. I, I kind of like, I kind of like that uh, in, as opposed to like the other ways Sonic has been infiltrating our technology, which is like in a Tesla or something, you know, like if it's just people looking at their phone and like nodding their heads up and down, I'm okay with that. But like, uh, there's a lot more annoying ways you can cram Sonic into your technology is what I'm saying. Okay. Okay. It's, it's a, Listen, just think every facet of my life have Sonic on it. I'm already drinking Sonic G fuel. I'm wearing my Sonic sweater, my Sonic hat. I get what it, you know, there's just, I'm just saying the TikTok thing seems harmless. And I'm like, okay, that's a, that's a thing you guys did. Like, that's nice. I didn't like, I was worried that Sega Japan might have like freaked out a little bit because of the whole Tesla thing. And they were like, we're going to do Sonic NFTs now. And, uh, Oh yeah. But, uh, you know, those are, those are coming. Those are coming. It's going to be coming, but it's going to be, and we, well, I actually have a news story kind of about that, but, uh, before, oh, but yeah. before we get to that, uh, Tyson Hesse returns to work on the Sonic two movie. Uh, he, he announced his yes. involvement that he was brought in. Uh, he was brought in for the first one where he redesigned Sonic and also developed some other characters uh, such as tails and the echidna and the echidnas in that movie. But apparently he was, uh, he is a character design lead and storyboard supervisor for this movie. Uh, and he released a cool poster that he drew too. Um, it it's, I'm, I'm glad that they, that's kind of like a, such like a Cinderella story of like that. You know, like we were so excited. This guy was working on like Sonic mania a few years back and now he's in the movie. Like it's just, uh, that's, that's really nice. Yeah, Tyson Hesse, nothing but mad respect. I've got a signed, uh, we met signed him, right? I got, yeah, it uh, it, it, I got a signed print on the wall behind me. Yeah, yeah. My signed print is somewhere. I don't know where though. But, um, but uh, that's really nice. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad that he's he's doing all the character stuff because I mean, aside from it looking like a 3D movie, which kind of looks weird, I mean, he did everything in the right direction. So he's na- he's nailing it. They 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 got the right, right guy. Right, right. Um. Speaking of not the right direction, though, um, got some sad oh, news. No. Ken Penders is wow. releasing his work as an NFT collection. Um, no! Last night, after spending the evening no! with my family setting up the means to release my work as an NFT collection, I spent the evening uh, with my family setting this up and discussing the pros and cons of the whole adventure. 
The aspect of carbon footprint was considered and addressed during the process. Um, everybody in the comments is making fun of him. Um, they're saying like, not surprised since all, since you were the pioneer of the copy and paste template style. And they're showing like all of his, all of his echidna characters that he made that look exactly the same, except with like different hair accessories and stuff. Uh, and then people like making fun of like, no, nobody wants your characters, Ken. Um, I mean, what is, how is Ken? He's been talking about these Laura Sue Chronicles. I haven't been able to find it or read it online. Right. Anywhere. So like, where's, where, where's my stuff? Like, where's the, is it on KenPenders.com now? His website used to, <laughs> you have to go to the, uh, uh, you have to go to the Western tab of, uh, uh X hentai. So like, I, is he, <laughs> it, or, or do you think, do you think Ken is still connected, uh, connected enough? Um, to have like, I said connected because he's a knuckles guy. Uh, because do you right, think he's right, connected right. enough to have like somebody do like a, a pump and dump scheme on some NFTs? I think he'll get scammed. I think somebody's going to steal his uh, crypto steal his character. They're going to, that's going to, that's going to be the worst thing is he's going to have Julie Sue, Julie Sue stolen away from him. Dude, dude. Yeah. What if, what if Sega corporate espionage style steals back Julie Sue puts her back in the game. And now she's a virgin. Now she's a virgin again. <laughs> yeah. She, she can't have sex anymore. And he's just staring at like, no, Julie, no, I told me storylines. No, no. And he's just stuck with the fucking skunk. John St. Pierre. What is that? Jeffrey St. Uh, Jeffrey St. John. Yeah. Jeffrey St. I don't remember any of these guys. Uh, well, I've got a great tune and I'm dipping into the IDW Sonics this week, Russ. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. We're, we, we traditionally kept to Archie went on to fan characters. Yeah. We did some fleet ways too. Oh yeah, we did. We uh, Johnny Lightfoot. Yeah. Um, Poor Campton. This is this is like their, one of their new bad guys. It's kind of like a main villain for Sonic now. So I'm gonna give you the, the name. I'll tell you this is a non-human. I'm not gonna tell you species, but it is a, it is a Mobian animal person, like you know, like Sonic is. Huh. Um, Doctor Starline. Doctor Starline. What the hell? What do you think that looks like? Hmm. Like I, I'm gonna Guess say the werehog. First. Yeah, the werehog version of a different species. Okay. Maybe uh, like a wallaby. Maybe they're dipping into the Crash Bandicoot territory. That's interesting. Okay. You're going marsupial. Marsupial, yeah. Okay. What what color? Just guess the color, because I mean any dark purple. Okay. A really malevolent purple. Okay. An evil aura. Russ, I, I don't expect you to have guessed this, but you were, you got the continent right and you got one of the colors right. So that's, a, that's pretty good. Uh, oh my God. Look at this fucking guy. He is a, Dr. Starline is a platypus and a doctor that is fascinated with Dr. Eggman's history. He has studied Eggman's villainous career and briefly served as an apprentice until he's eventually fired. He works at his own goal of domination in order to prove himself a superior villain to Eggman. So he is like a sort of, uh, what's the right way to describe his color? It's like a light gray. It, it kind of looks green in that still, but it's a light gray color. He has, how would you describe his hair? Uh, like a Nick Robinson uh, hair. Almost, yeah, it's almost Nick Robinson hair. It's almost uh, a proud boy hair, but it's a little too long for that. It's complicated. It's like an anime villain hair kind of thing. Like yeah. he looks like a, yeah. He's wearing like a purple jacket 
And he has a glove on that has a hypnosis symbol on it. That is a hypnosis Yo. glove. He's wearing green like elf shoes. Isn't that what a isn't that what a fucking who's the bad guy in Sonic Forces again? Isn't that what he has on his chest? Well, Russ, uh, you're about to find some stuff out. I mean, he he is. Oh my god! I listen. I this whole episode, I've forgotten stuff, but I I I know that. Uh, he did work with the he did work with the uh, the uh, Deadly Six. Is uh, my god. So essentially, he Zavik is gonna be. St- we're stuck with Zavik, aren't we? Zavik is is a lo- beloved character now. Um, <laughs> Alan, don't say that. You've been brainwashed. Maybe I've been brainwashed by this fucking Wunzler platypus. That's it was, <laughs> in his hypnosis. Platypus. His hypnosis club. So he this started at some point when Eggman um was after some he was left like as a an amnesiac and became a guy called Mister Tinker, um where he forgot all the evil parts of his person. Kind of like uh, this is exactly where I left off with the comic. I need to. I everything I heard about it sounds sick. Yeah, he became like Mister Tinker. And apparently, uh, apparently, uh, Dr. Starline found him and like helped bring him back, uh, to, to his evil gore. So it's kind of like the Eggman. I, I want to see this Eggman that was like a, uh, a Willem Dafoe without the green goblin kind of version of him. Uh, right, right, right. So they worked together as a bunch of fucking uh, plots, whatever. They had creative differences with Eggman and then he tried to prove that he's better than Eggman. Um, he were, he reached out to having examined all of uh, Eggman's plots and stuff and how he keeps being beat by Sonic. He decided to, to this is like a classic trope. I feel like didn't this happen to like peeking the brain one time or something like that. They like look that they look at like all the, how all the villain schemes are like easily foiled and they're like, well, let me just do something subversive. that'll get around that. You know what I mean? Isn't that yeah. a thing? Yes. Where somebody, yeah. where somebody examine like notices the formalism of a uh, serialized like villain story that he has to be beat by the hero each week and then decides to break that. Well, he reached out to the deadly six and used his warp topaz to enter their lair and make them an offer. Uh, they use their powers of electromagnetism to manage the metal virus outbreak and control the zombots uh, and gain an opportunity to take advantage on Sonic. Uh, so he's just kind of like, he had like a, a teleporting glove for a while and was like making all these deals with guys. And now he's, uh, he's done some weird stuff where he's like, I think he, he's create. Oh yeah. He was able to create two prototypes, which is surge the Tenric, which is part of that imposter syndrome thing. And then there's also one, which is Kitsunami, the Fennec, which I'll cover on another thing, but that is essentially like an evil tales. So he is, cre- okay. he's created artificial life forms shadow style, but they're like, he's, he's got to that point of now where he's, he's, uh, He's he's fucking shit up in a weird way. So he's making like weird. You gotta read this shit. Maybe we should do like a book club thing. We should probably find where to read. We should do this. Um, he's doing a bunch of fucking weird shit. He has the hypnosis gloves that he used uh, after he got after the the fucking teleporting stone got taken away from him. He is neutral to Cubot in Orbot, presumably. <laughs> okay. Maybe he's not actually. He's enemies with uh, Robotnik now. I but... said earlier, I might have talked over you, so you might might have edited it out. What was it? Oh, should we should we have like a book club or something? Should we try and read this shit? We should probably we should maybe try to read IDW Sonic. We should. Man. Oh, we'll put out a special. Here's something fucked up, Russ. We could ask Ravi, huh? <laughs> have about a book club. Yeah, he knows. He knows. Happy with that. He knows about that. Um, 
His latest weapon is the Tricore, based on the properties of speed, fly, and power type cores. So he this enhances his physical abilities, letting him fight with Sonic on more or less equal terms. So he's became he's become like Shulk from from Smash Bros. Now, and he can like switch forms, like Dante from Devil May Cry. He can switch between speed, fly, and power type form. That's funny. Uh, it's weird that they that that's like a canonized element, like that thing from Sonic Heroes is now a thing in the game. Now there's yeah, like I guess yeah that when you're born, you are either fly, speed, or power type. It's true. It's true. What, uh, what, 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 would, what would you have been? I'm obviously power. Well, I'm also power type. I think. Oh no! No, our, our, well, our no. Hold on. Hold on. Hold balanced. on. Hold on. Hold on. It, I'm fly type. I'm fly type. I guess because like tails and Eggman. Eggman's categorized as fly type somehow. I think. <laughs> yeah, he does fly around a lot. Yeah, I would. Yeah, um, that's. I'd be. I guess I'm like that, or I'd be. I don't know. I mean, I think I'm more of a power type. Our team composition. Yeah, fly type. Maybe you are the fly type. Or maybe you don't think you're the speed type? Yeah. Well, we need to get a speed type. We need a speed type. Who's the speediest person we know? <laughs> besides Sonic. Uh, do we know any race car drivers? I watched Speed Racer last night. Yeah, that's true. Um, <clears throat> one last question, Alan. Yeah. Um, what, what do you like better, cores or orbs? I like an orb. Uh, I do like an orb, but I also like cores. Well, cor- oh, cor- cores are good for switching. You switch cores, but you collect orbs. That's true. That's my new big dog shirt. Switching, switching cores, collecting orbs. <laughs> That's most Get video games. Porch. Most video games now are about switching cores and collecting orbs. It's true. It's so true. Yeah. Um. So what do you feel about this fucking Dr. Starline? You think he's a good villain? Uh, you know what? I'd have to read the comic to see how effective he is, but he sounds like he uses his wits. He sounds epic. He kind of yeah. looks like a onceler. Oh, Dude, oh, yeah. whoa! Does his hair change when he changes? Uh, when he changes forms? That's cool. It, that is pretty sick, actually. That would be cool if it did. I don't like him working with Zavik, but I think it's just because I really don't like Zavik. You're really bad about Zavik. Strongly anti-Zavik. Wake up in the middle of the night, like, oh, the Deadly Six! I can't fucking stand them. And then your good dreams where you wake you have in the night are about the Babylon rogues, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I'm always thinking about riding by hoverboard with uh, Wave the Swallow, Jet the Hawk, and uh, Storm the Albatross. Storm the Albatross, yes, of course. And you, you always wish you were part genie, just like them. <laughs> yeah, they were. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's a very important part of the Babylon rogues history is that they're part genie. The, the deep lore, man. Maybe that's the thing is we don't have enough lore about the the deadly six. You want more lore about Zavik? <laughs> no, I don't. I do not want lore about Zavik. What if he had a sad backstory? Will. I'd make it sadder because you. I'd kill him. What if he had his own Maria? Can you just like imagine if, if when you beat Zavik, he's just like Maria. Master Zick would be his his, his Maria. Uh, Master Zick. Well, if we just said that while he's like burning <laughs> up in the atmosphere. Master Zick, no! I need to play... You know what? I got Sonic Colors now. I got, like, the remastered version. I'm gonna play that. <laughs> I'm gonna play that and beat yeah, it. Yeah, I never touched that. I played it for, like, ten minutes on the Wii, and I said, uh, I don't want to play I, this. I did the exact so, same as I started it. I'm like, oh, hey, you know what? Uh, Sonic's... Hey, Sonic's back, I guess. <laughs> I never beat it again. Fellas, he's back. He's better than ever. I mean, just like I rented... Or, no, I actually bought fucking Sonic in the, the uh, Arabian Nights parody whatever the fuck that was 
Oh, it's Sonic and the Secret of the Rings. Yeah, that that really shitty Wii game where you just like move a remote up and down. Uh, hey, come on, my man. That shit sucks. Not that. I did. I tried to like that. Game I so re- hard. I I was in the same boat, and that's that was the first Sonic game where I'm like, I don't think that was my Sonic 06. <laughs> that was like my personal Sonic 06. I think. But now you're sold, and all the games are good. And in kayfabe, you're we're huge Sonic. Well, fans I mean, we love Battle and Wonderworld, so obviously we love Sonic. <laughs> that's true. Yep. Oh boy. Damn it, Bal- oh, uh, Ballad Wonder of the World uh, is the game of the year. Just wanted to say that. Yeah, we did say we, we uh, announced it was the game of the century. I think. Did we say we were going to annou- say it was game of the year for the rest of the year? I think we did that already. But I mean, it'll be in our contender. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure it'll be in our contenders for 2022 game of the year again. True. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I guess it's time to wrap it up. Russ, is there anything you want to plug? No, nothing. Nothing. I should stop asking. Yeah, it's making me sound pathetic. Uh, I don't have anything. I, I, yeah. I don't have anything to plug either. Uh, follow the pod. Oh, I guess I have the show. Uh, we have this show, Russ. We could plug the show. Oh my! Oh hell yeah! If you want people to listen to it, which I don't know if I do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. We like our show. Now. We used to be negative, no. It's good. It positive. is good. It is good. When, it is good when yeah, people so listen to it. At the very uh, least, McRib for twenty minutes. At the very least, our friends listen to it and then understand our jokes and then like can understand our references when we talk to them later. Right. That's a, that's exactly. a good purpose of a, of a podcast. It's like a screen for help, really. Um, <laughs> follow the podcast it's at true. Podcast SD on Twitter. Uh, follow me at Findom Earl and Russ at Piss Goblin. Um, whatever happened? Don't we have an episode of the of uh, Shootcast that still hasn't been edited and released or something? Yeah, I literally have. I was looking at it the other day. I'm like, I really got to edit this. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, I'll do that soon. I I was listening Promise. to the Ernest thing, and I was kind of the Ernest thing. We just kind of got derailed and talked about JoJo's Stone Ocean for <laughs> for a lot of it. I might release that as Maybe like we... a Christmas for next year or something, but I don't think anybody wants to listen to us just kind of uh, rant about. It's just it's just mainly just like, hey, this takes place in Florida, and he breaks somebody out of a prison at one point, <laughs> <laughs> and we're just like, what if Ernest? What if Ernest was in uh, was in Stone Ocean? Is all I'm saying. That's true. That's true. It's it's just a funny coincidence. Uh, <laughs> what if when Ernest goes to jail? What if when Ernest goes to jail, he does go to, to, to Dolphin Street, Green Dolphin Street Prison, or whatever, <laughs> and gets a stand? And Evil Ernest is a. Uh, I mean, well, his stand would be of... Vern, right? Right. Yeah. Of course, man. You nailed it. Yeah, but what? Anyway, I mean, he did that. Did actually happen in in Ernest Goes to Jail because he gets electric powers at the end. That's true. You're right. It's so true. Yeah. But instead of instead of putting him in the electric chair, I guess they would stab him with an arrow or something. Um, I wonder if Ernest has ever been stabbed in any of his myriad of movies. <laughs> it's true. Maybe during a wacky, like, magic trick or something. Yeah, that's true. Like, he, like swords stabbing through a box. That's the best I could think of. Ooh, that does seem like that would happen. I feel like Ernest is, is always getting into wacky magic tricks. Ow! Or he's doing the wacky magic trick, either way. All right, well... Yeah, he's... Ah, you're gonna saw me in half, Vern. Well, like a macky... Like a... Like, ooh, I said macky. Like a wacky magic trick, uh, I'm gonna have to make this big boss... A big dog body disappear. Uh, maybe we can put it in the back to tank and fill it full of swords or something <laughs> and see if that wakes him up. Uh, like a magic sword? Yeah, like a magic sword. If you get a magic sword, I think it'll probably wake the big, uh, the big dog up. Okay, we gotta save Lil Scrimp and the big dog. This is our new big arc. We're going on a new adventure. 
Yeah, I mean, we just got these two kind of dead bodies floating in a tank. So we've got to figure out something. Why do all of our stories have a Bakta tank in it? It's a really convenient (laughs) plot device. Yeah, I guess you're right. It's a really convenient plot device because you can have characters go in there and then not appear on an episode for like a couple months or something and then pop back up. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's like if they went to space or something. No, maybe that's, true. Maybe that's where I'll send the Bakta tank to space. Where it belongs. Up in the stars oh, with Wado. We've kind of had our street level here adventure. We've kind of had our uh, our like serial killer adventure. Let's We could have a space one space adventure i mean we hang out with wado like literally every time we record <laughs> yeah but he lives in la well yeah he's so he's so hollywood now yeah he's so hollywood now he's sold out man clout sharks man this clutch it's funny <laughs> they say clout doesn't work on tordarians but it does <laughs> all right until next time live and learn okay live and learn